Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Last night, just before I went to bed, I set my uh, PVR to uh, record the uh, funeral. And for the first time ever, I didn't just go to CBC, which is what I would normally do for this type of thing. Right. I was trying to decide between City, because of Lisa LaFlamme, yeah. or CTV. What a bloody coup. Yeah. Uh, you know, hats off to Rogers on this one. Where they, they picked her up. She had an exclusive interview with the Prime Minister. Wow. Yesterday, she they've got like six hours of coverage mm-hmm. going that she's going to anchor nationally. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they pick her up uh, to continue afterwards as their national voice as well. And I think a lot of people, you know, given the opportunity or the choice today, will do the exact same thing as you. Yep, no, for sure. And it was funny that I, um, because I really, at the end of the day, you know. I don't think I ever cared before who was reading the news. No, I never have. And I, I care when someone loses their job, but we've been in this game long enough to know many, many people at a much lower level have lost their job and have been in much uh, tougher situations than Lisa would find herself in. She probably got a very massive goodbye check, and thank you very much. So, mm-hmm. And now she's landed another prestigious gig. So I never lost any sleep over it for her, but the way it all played out was was pretty pretty uh, lousy, crappy. And uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. I agree with you. I'd love to see for uh, for City to uh, do an 11 o'clock national newscast and squash CTV. <laughs> that would uh, that would be good justice. Did you, by the way, step outside at all last night? Uh, it was very muggy all day. Not only was it muggy, but, uh, you know, my neighbor invited me to have a beer out on the, on the front. And so we did. And. With the number of mosquitoes oh, really? outside last night, I had a tough time being outside for any more than 10 minutes. I might have gotten a dozen bites. Wow. It was unbelievable. It felt like May. Huh. Like just swarmed. I um, I know when we came home from golf, there was a lot of dead little bugs in the pool that I had to skim out. Right. We, we did go for a dip because it was really muggy yesterday. Up at, uh, I assume Stonehenge, they were though. mosquitoes, actually. Yeah, whatever there was something it was. Else. And I was concerned about that going golfing yesterday because of the cloud and the, you know, the mugginess. I just thought, oh, the bugs are going to be swarming. But they, they were, there was nothing really at Stonehenge. So, right. uh, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't really notice that. I just, I couldn't believe it passed. Mid-September, here we are. And mm-hmm. I think it's the final week of summer, technically, right? It is, yeah. And it's looking like it's still going to be fairly warm. So I'm hoping that all these Fed employees who get today off are up right now watching their television. <laughs> well, it doesn't start till what, 6, I well, think. Well, 5, right? I think, is when the yeah. coverage begins. So, yeah, 10 minutes ago, I guess. How will you spend the day? Will you go home and uh, watch coverage? I'll probably watch a bit. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, whatever. Well, yeah, whatever... Is still on at that point. I don't know how long this thing actually goes. Yeah. Um, because I, most of the commemorations are at one o'clock where they'll do moments of silence in Ontario. But the funeral being held, you know, this morning. Yeah. I'm, uh, I think we're going to, uh, we're going to have some kind of British fare for dinner, roast beef, mm. you know, Yorkshire pudding. I'm recording it all. So we'll probably all huddle around the TV and watch it this evening. Let's nice see, uh, some of the celebrities who, you know, David Beckham drawing some attention for waiting in line. Yeah. You know, got there at like two in the morning yeah. and waited overnight with the rest of the crowd. And he said, it's, he said, this is, you know, it's a national event and it was kind of nice to be just, 
uh, having coffee and tea and donuts and, and, and sandwiches and, and everyone just coming together in, in their morning. Now mm. others, of course, who are quick to jump on people all the time are jumping on those who, uh, skip the line. There was a VIP. Oh, of course. Queue sure. As well. But I'm sure his know. wife was in that line. <laughs> well, they're getting on the prime minister because he went, you know, through the, the VIP yeah. queue. But, uh, you know, it, with the security issue that London must be having right now with the number of world leaders that will be in yep. one room today, it, it, it's absolutely insane. You can imagine that they don't want to have all the security going through these lines. Too. Yeah, they've never had to use as uh, many police. They're, they're having police uh, forces coming in from Yeah, not countries. a good day for so, a day off. No. So I think uh, Edinburgh sending police and everybody's uh, kind of... Jumping and helping as much as they can. I will probably spend a good part of today watching uh, porn-themed queens. <laughs> Pumping at the palace is someone I'm looking forward to watching later today. Lucky, how much cash you got in your pockets right now? What do you got? Uh, I don't know, five, six Gs, something like that. Five or six grand? You're balling. <laughs> of course not. You're balling. <laughs> uh, I think I got 50 bucks. 50 bucks? Yeah. All right, you're about average. Okay. Average person carries around seventy dollars. All right, in their pocket. You know, when we went up to uh, Kedron Dells for the Simcoe Hall Settlement House Golf Tournament, I remembered to go grab some cash because I'm always the guy at some point in any tournament that has no money on him when you're all supposed to chip in for something. Gotcha. And I'm always borrowing twenty bucks from somebody, and I I feel bad. So I went to the bank and I took some money out, and then of course I didn't have to spend it on anything. And, uh, and now it's just sitting on my, uh, on my dresser at home. I, I, I hate having money because I'll forget about it now. You know what I mean? Mm. It'll, be, it'll be there. I could shove it in my pants and go use it at the grocery store, but then I like to put everything on Visa because then you get the points. Right. So anyhow, I'll go back I, and put my money back in the I'm bank. still a proponent of having some cash on you I at know. some point. You are. You are that way. Right. Yeah. I, well, I, I then listen, we had that big Rogers shutdown and no one knew what, knew what the hell to do because no one had cash. Yeah. On yeah. And yeah. even before, you know, when debit was just kind of in its infancy and not everyone was taking it, mm-hmm. right? Like you couldn't Uber things and, and you couldn't, you know, get around ride wise because of it. I, I really felt I always needed to have cash and it always was surrounded by dudes who never had it. Yeah. I, uh, I've given up a long time ago, but yes, there are those moments you're like, Oh damn, I wish I had a, a couple of dollars. And you're right. Uh, people do use it still. Uh, for some smaller things like gum and candy and this type of stuff, um, personal grooming, so like haircuts, people will still pay cash for oh, that. Oh, okay. Kind of thing. Especially I where tipping. I go, where it's fourteen dollars. Right. Head through the window. I do drive-through hair design. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just flow be me. Um, <clears throat> minor emergencies, as you said, with Rogers going down, unexpected expenses that you uh, need to pay for. Public transportation, buses and train fare, groceries, entertainment. Does that mean the strip club, make it rain? <laughs> yeah, it's tough to make it rain with a card. <laughs> Doesn't have the same effect. What's the percentage number? It's dark in here. Can't see under the blue lights. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Does that say 15 or 18? Did you just throw her your visa? <laughs> What's your pin? So, yeah, no, it's, it's probably is a, a good idea to, to carry some cash around with you nowadays. <laughs> I mean, new meaning to, I'd tap that. David Blaine. Remember that name? Yeah. David Blaine. He's having some health issues. He was at his dentist recently, and the dentist told him the nerves in his teeth 
are almost exposed. Ooh, that's got to hurt. I guess now, thinking back, maybe eating through glass yes. wasn't probably the smartest idea. No. Um, he's also gone on to say that he's really dealing with some uh, just overall health issues because from the eating of the glass, there's chemicals in glass that also aren't very good for your body. Right. So he says his metabolism and short-term memory have taken a hit due to the stress of his various stunts. He's an odd duck. Yeah. Like, you know, some of his magic. He was on, I think he's got a, 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 a he's a, a residency in Vegas now. Okay. And he's just started. And he was on Kim uh, Fallon recently. Okay. And did like an incredible trick where it had it basically had the entire audience involved hmm. and all of them picked the same card kind of thing. Like, wow. Just uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Right. And probably better for his health to stick yeah. at the cards. Much so. And that, that <laughs> stuff's really cool. All the, the these feats of strength mm-hmm. and I guess they go back uh, when you think about it to, to you know, the greats. Uh, of magic and mm-hmm. that the, you had to do these these feats of strength and these these Houdini the, getting out of the exactly thing. right the the Houdini esque type um, like glorious stunts mm-hmm. more than just magic tricks and I guess him and Chris Angel had a bit of a thing going on there for a while trying to maybe outdo each other well they kind of got into the idea of the street magic yeah right that they we're just going to go out on the street and do it there film it uh, out on the streets mm-hmm. you know a lot of it was you know. You know, a lot more camera work involved right. than than how they made it. But the filming aspect of it was rather than these massive stage shows like the Copperfields, mm-hmm. they do it right in the street in front of people. Uh, David Blaine is now a father. He's got a daughter, so he's a bit more cautious. He says the way I approach things is very different, very calculated. So, yeah, maybe it is just card tricks now. Pulling a bunny out of a hat. Yep. There you go. Uh, Post Malone took a pretty big fall on a show in St. Louis on Saturday night. He was uh, doing the thing that happens to so many. We saw it with uh, Justin Bieber and others. They've got like an opening in the stage for things to pop up or you drop down. And I guess they forget. They get in the moment. They're dancing around and they tumble down into these holes. So uh, Malone stepped on an open trap door that was used to lower his guitar when he's done using it. He hit his ribs really hard. Like, he didn't fall right in. He kind of, his legs went in, his hips went in, and then his side cracked against the stage. Right. uh, He left the stage for about 15 minutes, came back, finished a shortened set, telling them that uh, he felt like a big ass falling in that hole. (laughs) After the show, he got checked out, and he was fine. Uh, He said it winded him pretty good. See, and you still got Dave Grohl, who actually had his foot put back in place. That's and right, held into place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. He had the doctor on the stage with him <laughs> holding, holding up his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> and Ma- uh, Matthew McConaughey is sharing the importance of consent when it comes to relationships. He was on a, a podcast, and he said his dad told him that if a girl ever hesitates in a sexual situation, stop. He said, and even if she says, oh no, come on, let's, let's get, let's get at this. Say no, we'll wait till next time. Oh. He says, if a next time happens, it was meant to be. But if she wasn't cool about it at first, she's probably not cool about it now. She's just probably feeling a little bad that she stopped it. Gotcha. So if you're with a girl, so says Matthew McConaughey, and she hesitates, you stop. Even if after a few minutes she says, let's get at her again, you say, no, I'm going home. (laughs) From the guy to which a girl has never hesitated. never. Never said no. (laughs) He's never known (laughs) the ache of the blue balls. 
and only one country in the world that has a flag that doesn't use red, white, or blue. Only one country in the entire world. And that country is? Hang on a second. I'm looking at red, white. Doesn't use red, white, or blue. Jamaica. Yeah, that's right. Right. Look at you. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's the only one. A green, gold, and black. Yeah. yeah. The number one source of antioxidants? Coffee. Wow. Nothing else even comes close in our diet. Really? Not fruits, not vegetables. <laughs> we just down so much damn coffee. There's other stuff in it that isn't so good for no. you. No, when you do the four by four. Right. If you grunt when you hit a tennis ball, your shot will be approximately 3.8% faster. Faster. Wow. That's why the Williams sisters did it. Wow. Well, and She listen, was one of the all-time great grunters, right? Yeah. Well, I think it started with, like, Monica Sellis. Remember mm. that name? Mm-hmm. She's yes. the one who got, like, stabbed on the court. By the fan, but yeah. But she was one where, like, she really... Well, I don't... She wasn't the first to, to grunt. I think mm. Gabby Sabatini, one of those, was probably uh, more likely. But she hers was, like, so high-pitched and loud. And yeah. Other players were getting distracted by it. And is it was it mostly a, a female? Thing or did male do male tennis players grunt? Are they quite still, a bit? oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, it was funny. We were watching the U.S. Open a couple of weeks ago now, and, and one of the kids said, "Like, wow, there, there's a lot of grunting going on because mm-hmm. all you hear is hoo, 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 like, <laughs> like it does sound quite awkward." But yeah. When you realize that they're running back and forth for five hours, there's there's a little bit of effort yeah. being put into this. I mean, I make those same noises getting in and out of a golf cart. <laughs> oh. I do it getting out of bed. <laughs> the average person spends about twelve hundred dollars on clothes annually. Okay, hundred bucks a month. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess that's probably fair. Makes sense. The Chinese invented fireworks, but the Italians were the first to give them colors. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And despite what cartoons lead you to believe, coyotes are actually twice as fast as roadrunners. Coyotes top out at 69 kilometers an hour. Roadrunners only hit about 32 kilometers really? an hour. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So that wily coyote is just a dummy. <laughs> He's lazy. Yeah, he was. The thing about people committing suicide around Christmas is a myth. According to public health, suicides are actually lower in December than any other time of year. Hmm. Well, it's more than like January, February, right? Isn't that the... I always the, heard the, it was the, Christmas. The, the dark days. Yeah. Or maybe we just... It's emphasized more around the holidays. Probably. Uh, people with blue eyes are more likely <laughs> to be alcoholics than people with any other eye color. And I am a beautiful blue. There's my answer. Not my fault. <laughs> Naturally inclined. That's right. The month of September is the, the most common birth month. Okay. And September 16th, is the most common birthday. Really? So more babies are born in September, and specifically on September 16th. Is that uh, Christmas? I did a little math. Yes, that's nine months. That means you are given more than gifts. (laughs) (laughs) He's on the line. He's our man. He's the the, the godfather of the grill, you know. It's Ted Reeder for Holinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Morning, Ted. How are you? 
Pretty good, pretty good. Better than the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> upright, we'll you're, go with that. You're upright, yes. Uh, Ted, I gotta ask you because, uh, I, I had need to go to YouTube to figure something out while we were shopping over the weekend. But, uh, some may have noticed that there were whole strip loins on sale over the weekend and i mean these are are massive they look like a brisket in in, in terms of their size a big fat cap on it and uh, and just a massive chunk and hunk of meat uh i think the one we got is around like uh, just over seven kilograms but i had to figure out how to break this thing down into into steaks because that i guess is what you do once if you buy the the whole loin how the heck would you go about doing that teddy well, there's there's um, there's across the one side of the the strip is uh, what they call the back strap, and it's a very very thick um, sinewy piece of, of sinew that runs across the whole back. You need to remove that before you cut this uh, whole strip loin into uh, steaks. Okay, because it makes what it does is if you don't take that off, your steaks are going to curl up on the grill. And they'll get little pockets, and then juices will form in there, and you get a wet steak. Yeah. And it makes your steak a little bit tougher. Yeah. So you can Google on uh, on YouTube how to how to trim up a strip line would be your best bet. And you remove that, and then you take off a little bit of the tail end of the excess fat and trim it all down, and then you cut them into your steaks. Now, at one end of that strip line, you're going to have what they call the vein end or the tissue end, and there's lots of veins that run through that. It's about a four to four to five inches wide across uh, from the one end down. And I usually break that down into two or three different muscles uh, that it's easier to eat. A lot of a lot of guys would uh, in the restaurant game years ago, and still to this day, they take that tissue end and they cut it very thin and they make steak sandwiches from them. Oh. But it's always a little bit tough. So I, I break it down into the three little separate muscles that it is, and you get different cuts out of that. So it's not so but simple. Out of one whole strip loin, you'll get ten beautiful two-inch thick steaks. Yeah, it, 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 they're pretty, it's pretty massive. But it's not so simple as to just say, hey, I'm going to just slice this thing and carve this thing into steaks and or... or you know, just pick up two inches apart. And I guess when you're doing that, too, there's a technique so that you don't basically rip the steak off, right? Right. And you you got to get, you kind of go from the backside up underneath uh, about two inches, and you, then you move, remove that strap all the way across. Okay. And now, then you've got yourself some good steaks to work with. And and how many do you figure you're getting off of that, a hunk of meat? Uh, like a, a dozen ah, or so, yeah. So you're At least 10 to 12 two-inch thick steaks. Wow. So so he'll need a new one by this coming Friday. <laughs> so he'll, he'll plow through all of those. My boy loves him some steaks. I do love steaks. So now we've got all these beautiful two-inch steaks. But, of course, we're, we're going to probably freeze them uh, outside of just wrapping them in saran wrap or a freezer bag. Um, should we do any um, seasoning to them or anything to kind of nope. keep them fresh no just into the freezer they just go back vac pack them if you can okay and uh and then put them into your freezer and then pull them out the day before you want them okay let them temper let them thaw then temper uh remove them from the packaging pat them dry to remove any excess moisture season them up and throw them on your grill ted i heard somewhere that like most people wouldn't be able to tell a steak that was you know like fresh or one that had been previously frozen and and thawed properly i guess you know if you're gonna freeze it for a couple of years it's not gonna work out that way you're gonna get it burnt but for the most part you can keep it in the freezer for a couple of months oh yeah easily 
you know, things in the freezer about a year. Um, you want to you want to rotate things in and out of your freezer as much as you can. And that's you know, you, you if, if you're getting a great deal. I don't know what you were paying per pound for this strip, but uh, you know, was the whole thing like under a hundred bucks? Uh, about that, I think. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal, right? Mm. Right. If you get twelve steaks out of that, you know, that's, a, that's, that's like nice. what eight, nine bucks a piece. I remember when I was a kid, Ted, and I don't know if this is a thing people still do, but I remember my parents every now and then would go in with somebody else on like half a cow, so you get all sorts of yeah. different cuts, and then of course we would plow through the best stuff and be just left over with buckets of ground beef. <laughs> <laughs> do people still do that? Is that still a thing, or? Yeah, yeah, people still do that though. They'll, they'll split, uh, they'll split a whole pig or a cow and, and break it down and put it in their, their freezer and then use it as they come along for roasts and ground. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a lot of ground meat off of a, off of an animal, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, meatloafs, making pasta sauce with it, uh, you know, burgers for sure, mm-hmm. all the way along, meatballs. Um, there's lots of things you can make yourself a hamburger helper. Yep. yep. You know, Craigie, yep. isn't that your favorite dish? I, isn't that I, one of your, your Italian I, dishes? I used to love that. <laughs> I love that. And you know what else I used recently once again for both chicken and fish, which I hadn't used in forever. Come Didn't on. even know it was still in the Shake rack. and bake? Shake and bake. And it was excellent. I, <laughs> I, I coated some tilapia with it. It was excellent. <laughs> And they got different flavors. Of course you did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You want to come over to my house for dinner, Ted? Shake (laughs) and bake, baby. Shake and bake. I can hear Ted's eyes rolling as you're saying that. No, but they, they actually, you know, shake and bake is a great thing. It works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It works. Yeah. And so, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. it. It does the job. It does. And it's a great, easy way to do it. And, and if you got an air fryer, then it's a quick and easy way to, to shake it and air fry it. And you'll get really great crispy chicken. You got that right. And they got three different flavors now, Ted. So <laughs> it's really exciting. <laughs> well, you know, if you just open up the regular flavor, right, the original, and yeah. then you put a tablespoon of bone dust in it, you get a whole new thing. All right. Good little tip right there. See, Ted's always taking it to another level. All right, Ted, if people want to talk about sirloin or shake and bake. <laughs> How do they get all One of... extreme to the other. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. Hey, Lucky, you should coat that whole sirloin oh, and yeah. shake and bake. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> How do they get a hold of you, Ted? You're going to find me at Ted Grills in the social media world. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.